It's Monday. It's morning. It's macabre. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre. I'm giving myself <laughs> a round of applause. Oh, I thought you were doing the clap emoji in between each oh, word. Oh, yeah. Monday Morning Macabre. <laughs> I don't have the money for Patreon, <laughs> but my sister does. Shout out to, uh, to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made me laugh out loud. Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre, the podcast where we talk about creepy spookies and spooky creepies. In that order. In that order. We do not ever divert from the We do order. not divert from the... It's a working scheme we figured out, and we don't divert from it. Since we had audio issues last time, I didn't get the chance to welcome Scones back from vacation. Hey. He's looking tan, looking <laughs> toned, looking sconed. Fully sconed. Fully sconed out of his mind right now. They tied him back up here. We're hanging above lava as usual, per usual, as ad astra per usual. You know, I always come back. <laughs> He's always back in the mix. And uh, we're excited because summer's winding down. It's the the twilight of summer. It's the twilight of summer. I'm Edward Cullen. He's other guy what's, i'm other guy what's his name like yoni schmidl Kristen stewart <laughs> you're Kristen stewart i'm edward cullen we're gonna climb a tree together live <laughs> so is that what happens in that movie i think that's like the climax of the movie is them sparkling up a tree but anyway that's besides the point what we're trying to say is the fall is coming so the spooky boys the spooky energy is is coming and we're feeling it and we're feeling spooky and halloween's yeah, almost here we're almost at our full power. We're almost at full power. <laughs> Spooktober's coming. October 31st is going to be... Crap's already like out. Like You can buy Halloween candy. You can yep. buy pumpkin-flavored beer. You can get pumpkin-flavored coffee. Pumpkin Spice is back. Jeep Wranglers made out of frozen yogurt for white girls. We got it all coming. I love it us. all. It's Give all Give me here, all baby. of it. <laughs> and we're going to uh, we're gonna embrace it because the one-year anniversary is on Hollow, All Hallows' Eve. Samheim? Samheim. Samheim. <laughs> Samheim. Samheim. So that's going to be an exciting October. Big update today as... Give them the big one. If everything goes as planned, the Patreon and the merch store <laughs> should be live. As as you hear this, not as of taping. Yeah. We're, we're a little peek behind the curtain. <laughs> we're taping this before. <laughs> it's not live when you play it on your... We don't run to Oops, our phones. Sorry, like, guys. Yeah, we don't get like a... A call doesn't come in on a red phone saying someone's trying to listen to the podcast on Spotify or whatever. And we have to run to the mics. That's not how this works. But check out our socials. We'll have links for the Patreon and for the merch store so you can get yourselves your sweet, sweet... You can support the show. Support the we've show. We've been running at a, at a negative. Who? It's we've just. I've lost my home. I've lost my wife and kid. <laughs> I haven't eaten in weeks. We haven't eaten. We're living in trash. Squalor is my new title at work, which I don't have anymore. Oh, squalor darse. And that's 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 all you need to know. All right. That's all you need to know. What? Actually, that's not all you need to know. One more thing you need to know. Oh shit! Is scones is bringing you that spooky story. That spooky entree. If you haven't listened to the show, one of us brings a spooky story. I should really figure out this format. <laughs> it's very avant-garde. It's okay. Just, just, mm, yeah, just, we're just go with it. it. Yeah, up. it's jamming. Uh, Scones is going to be bringing you the story today. I will be hearing it for the first time, reacting, and then you're going to listen to it. So Scones, what's the spooky entree today? Today... The spooky entree is brought to us by a listener. <gasps> listener spooky. 
Ryan Benson, longtime friend of the program. Longtime friend of the pod, short time lover. <laughs> I have news for you, Scones. <laughs> uh, Ryan, also shout out, he is a up-and-coming horror and sci-fi author. He writes, he has a story that will be um, coming out on a podcast soon. Ooh. Don't have the details yet. What is a podcast? Keep exactly. on the, a podcast, it's like... Uh, oh my god, oh like my god. on demand radio. And yes, hey, if you guys want to shout out and stuff, send us a send us some. Yeah, if you got anything going on, if you are a writer, an art, a visual artist, uh, have an Etsy store, have a podcast, those have, are the three requirements. Yeah, anything creative that you're going and you're like, hey, this is I like doing this, and you want us to give you a free <gasps> shout out, we'll do it. Just yeah. let us know. It's free. Why not? Just fucking do it. Scones, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about the mystery of Charles Morgan. Charles Morgan. Charles Morgan. Musical band of (laughs) instrument wielding men. (laughs) Play us in. (laughs) Charles Chucky Chucky Morgs. Old Chucky Morgs. Charles Morgan. What's his what's his deal? He so this he article sucks. I'm bringing you this article. It's from medium.com. Uh, it was written by Cat Lee, so shout out. Cat Lee. Um I believe he's yeah, he's also uh there's an episode of Unsolved Mysteries dedicated to him. Mm. Charles Chuck Morgan was a 39-year-old businessman residing in Tucson, Arizona. Oh, nice. I like the sound of that place. <laughs> it's wicked sick. Uh, he was married uh, to his wife, Ruth, had two daughters, and owned his own escrow agency. Ooh. Dude got down with the escrow. He got that escrowing. In the 1970s, Arizona became known as a haven for crime and money laundering, apparently. That's dope. You said the 70s? Yeah. Reminds Sick. me kind of a Breaking Bad. I was like, going to say, that's just, well, the New Mexico, but yeah. it, it I mean, definitely, that was similar the, landscape. <laughs> it was the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Yeah. You think succulents are just like a bougie way to say cactus? Um, It's like succulent, sit down, you a bougie cactus. That's what I always say. <laughs> it is weird how you're always saying that, like when we're I just always, at, <laughs> when we're at Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, or when like, we're, hey, can you give me your social security number? And I'm like... Or when we were at that funeral <laughs> and you said that. First of all, I got a standing ovation, so fuck you. <laughs> From the deceased. <laughs> That's on brand. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sore you said landscape and I thought a cactus and then... <laughs> That's where we went. Uh, thanks to the law allowing anyone to buy land through blind trusts in Arizona, the mafia could launder large amounts of money without leaving any trace. So they could just buy land and be like, hey, <laughs> buy land. Um, in no time, over 500 racketeers were conducting business in Arizona. Mm. As a result, the state experienced an increase in gang-style murders. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, cooler than an increase in gang-style murders. Nothing better. That's my political platform I'm running on. November, <laughs> go out and vote for we me. We need more gang-style murders. gang-style murders. Morgan had mentioned to his wife that money laundering had been going on around you know, their community. However, he claimed that he was not part of it. Weird thing to claim. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, excuse me. Uh, by the way. <laughs> by the way, honey. Um, I'm not part of this. There's a ton of crime going on around. 
Don't know if you heard. I'm not part of it. I'm not part of it. Just just in case anyone wonders or asks. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a murderer. I don't have a gun. I'm not. <laughs> Furthermore, he said the least Ruth and their daughters knew, the better. Oh, that's not suspicious. This dude is acing the not suspicious test. Yeah. His wife's probably like, whoo. Thank God I married such an outstanding citizen. On March 22nd, 1977, Morgan left his home with his two daughters and drove them to school. Pretty normal day. Later that night, after he had failed to show up at work and had not come home, his wife reported him missing. Uh-oh. As one does. Three days later, Uh-oh. Ruth was awoken by a thump on the back door at 2 a.m. Uh-oh. It was Walter White. Now, uh, <laughs> when she opened the door, she was shocked to see her missing husband. Chuck? Chuck's like at the door. He's like, hey. hey so I honey, went on this. By the way, ripper. I'm not involved in any kind of suspicious activity. <laughs> Morgan's hands were tied with a plastic zip tie. Ooh. And he had been had a plastic handcuff on around his ankle. He couldn't speak, so Ruth grabbed a notepad and a pen. I, it doesn't say why he couldn't speak. It does, I, okay, can he not Don't speak? I know just what you're saying. This is the new podcast. <laughs> no doubt the podcast. <laughs> okay, so he can't speak. I, I assume his mouth is tied. No, it, it doesn't say that. It says it's just his, his hands. Why would she not cut him free first and let him talk? Or is he just like in like full shutdown mode? I'm confused. So Morgan wrote that he had been abducted and tortured. Moreover, he had a hallucinogenic drug painted on his throat, which prevented oh, him from speaking. That's so cool. <laughs> if the paint I mean, was ingested, his nervous system would stop working and ultimately cause his death. Wait, that's an insane... That's like some that super sounds, villain shit. Yeah. That's nuts. That sounds like something they make up on like an NCIS yeah, show. Right, or, yeah, like, yeah. That's, or like a <laughs> Saw-like kill. Yeah. Like, was... What's this guy's name in Saw? Jigsaw? Jigsaw? I'm a fuck. I'm so <laughs> dumb. Hey, what's Pennywise? <laughs> what's Jigsaw doing in Arizona in the 70s? That's where he started, apparently. He then asked his wife to move his car and didn't want them to know he was back. Yikes. When Ruth was like, hey, we should call the police or at least a <laughs> doctor, Chuck was like, no, stating that they would put a hit out on the whole family. But I he never really said who they or them is. So, was she mad that he lied about being That's really on the up and up? Yeah, about. she was pissed. <laughs> She's like, I'll move your car, but we're having a talk later. <laughs> Ruth nursed her husband back to health during the next week, feeding him with an eyedropper. So, Jesus. how is that drug still... This sounds like he's lying. <laughs> and, and He just doesn't want to talk. <laughs> yeah. During this time, Morgan adverted to having a secret identity. Apparently, for the last two or three years, he had been a secret agent for the federal government and fought against organized crime. That's so cool. He claimed that they they had taken his treasury identification. Oh. So, is the government turning on him? <gasps> Are they burning him? Oh, like, no. Burn notice Like all those movies from the 90s? Once recovered, Morgan was naturally a paranoid person. Yeah. Probably, especially if you're not even like moving. <laughs> if someone put painted my throat with poison i'd be a little suspicious of people <laughs> or if you like don't move or do anything about it you're just yeah. like oh all right i'll drive the girls to school again today <laughs> he wore a bulletproof vest at all times and no one was allowed to drive his daughters to and from school except for him you think that includes pooping it definitely includes pooping he's definitely like i gotta 
I got a poop in my bulletproof vest on. Yeah. Probably the safest he's ever felt pooping. True. I should start doing that, dude. You want to yeah. get some vests? <laughs> Call each other up. Hey, let's cut this podcast short. Let's go <laughs> get some fucking bulletproof vests. We'll be right back. He even spoke to school officials stating that the girls were not allowed to leave with anyone else but their father. Mm. Oddly, Morgan also told his father that he had written... Morgan told his father? Yeah, so okay, Chuck so told grandfather. Grandpa Grandpa Chuck. <laughs> he told Grandpa Chuck that he had written and hidden a letter which stated who would be responsible if something had to happen had happened to him. Jesus. So he's like, hey, if I die, here's who did it. Don't open it. And the whole family's probably like, Fuck, Chuck. Like, what's, yeah, hashtag what's going Chuck. on? <laughs> is this is this the inspiration to the show Chuck, you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. Two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, yeah. Ho- I hope you understand the reference. <laughs> Goodbye. Two, two months after Morgan's first disappearance, he went missing again. Classic Chuck. Dude, Chuck is <laughs> wheeling and dealing out there. In He's the gone again. <laughs> Nine days later, in no signs of her husband, Ruth received an odd call from a woman who did not identify herself. The mysterious woman simply said, Chuck is all right. Ecclesiastics 12, 1 through 8. Whoa, that's cool. That's a Bible. I was going to say, that's a Bible verse, so they must have some kind of message in there. It's a Bible verse. Part of this message reads, Men who are afraid of a high place and of terrors on the road, remember him before the silver cord is broken and the golden bowl is crushed. Then the dust will return to earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Okay, sure. So if you're reading that, um, that doesn't really mean anything to me. <laughs> so it, <laughs> okay, I have his latitude and longitude. What's next? Two days after the call, Morgan was found dead. He was found dead in the desert. The crime scene had various noteworthy characteristics. So let's uh, get into these characteristics of this crime scene. So you get to the crime scene, right, Darce? Yeah. I'm Detective Darce. I take my sunglasses. I go, looks like this. Is a desert. Back that one up. Clunk. Step, 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 step. Uh, how did he die? I need that for my pun. <laughs> uh single bullet to the back of the head. Okay. Um looks looks like he's feeling holy. <laughs> Because of the Bible verse. That's the best I could do. That's it. <laughs> it. Write it up. Print. <laughs> Stop recording. Print that. Uh boy. So, weird things about the crime scene that is, uh, our Detective Darce would notice. Shit. Morgan was still wearing his bulletproof vest. Oh. But that doesn't really help when you get shot in the back of the head. <laughs> that's that. Okay, that's weird. The shot was fired at close range. Morgan's own 357... Time? Yeah, they used Morgan's own 357 Magnum, mm. and it was found lying beside his body. That's they did him dirty, dude. They did him dirty with his own dang, dang diddler. Yep. <laughs> In his car were various For all the Midwestern listeners. <laughs> In his car were various weapons and supplies of ammunition. Okay. Oddly, his car had been altered to unlock from the fender. That's wild. That is weird. There were no fingerprints at the crime scene, including none on the gun. Hmm. None on the gun. I am the one to one. I am the none, the none, none, the gun. Gun with a nun has to be a bad action movie, right? Um, I mean, you got Hobo with a shotgun. Right. Sequel, gun with a nun. Sequel, if you give a mouse a cookie. 
sequel, if you give a moose a, mu- a mustache, if you give a moose a pancake, <laughs> if you give a moose a muffin. Muffin. Yeah. Why would it be? Why would the I like the mustache stop? though? <laughs> if you give a moose a mustache, he'll per- he'll buy you beer. He'll yell, hey, scoot a babadu. Um, he'll buy a beer. <laughs> Morgan's hand had gunpowder. Interestingly, Morgan was right-handed, and the powder was in his left hand. The left hand. I'm a detective. His belt buckle concealed the knife. Okay. This dude was like armed He's to the strapped. teeth. Strapped. This guy's like ready to go. In the rear seat of the car, one of Morgan's teeth was wrapped in a white handkerchief. E. <laughs> e. Hey. Hey. Oh. Hey. Oh. Whoa. A piece of paper with the directions to the spot where he died was found in his own handwriting. A piece of paper? Yeah, that was like, hey, here's where I died. Yikes. But when would he have time to write that? Yeah. So they were like, hey, gun to your head. We're going to kill you here. And he's like, okay, I'll write it out. And he's he's like, like, wait, how can I give it to someone? (laughs) And then bam, right in the back of the head. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Near him were a pair of sunglasses. Uh, Those did not belong to Morgan. And a $2 bill was clipped inside of his underwear. What the fuck? On it was written various words and some drawings referencing the Freemasons. How much of this... Okay. How much of the random evidence here is distraction and like... I feel like some of this has to just be like the killer's way of leading him off the trail. It could be, but if he was a federal agent, a lot of this could be like... Some kind messages of messages or I like mean, stuff he has to go somewhere and pick it up and like know what his mission is. Jesus, that's so cool, but also so scary. Seven Spanish names beginning with the letters A to G were written on the same $2 bill. Acevedo, Bejer, I'm going to butcher these, Bejerano, Cairo, Duarte, Encinas, Fuente, and Gradias. Okay. Above the names was Ecclesiastes 12, and arrows pointing to the numbers 1 and 8 on the bill's serial number. Oh, little little, little connection to, to Mrs. Chuck. On the back, the signers of the Declaration of Independence were each numbered 1 through 7, and there was a roughly drawn map. Dude, they fit so much onto this fucking $2 bill. It sounds like bill. a middle school like crush list. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy J is the fucking Thomas cutest. Thomas Jefferson's number one. <laughs> He's got the cutest wig. <laughs> this map represented the towns of Robles Junction and Salacity, an area between Tucson and Mexico known for drug smuggling. Mm. It's really, I mean, I'm very intrigued by the cryptography aspect of it. Yeah, and, there's and I'm some very like sad for Chuck and family. Pictures. Ooh. I can see it. You can't, listener. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid listener. <laughs> Just kidding. We love car. you. <laughs> now, cool. as you can imagine, the cops handled this in a great way. They as were convinced always. that he had committed suicide. <laughs> oh, my God. I think it says commit suicide, like giving <laughs> yourself a uh, contorting execution-style bullet to the back <laughs> of the head. Yeah, nothing screams suicide like telling people prior to you dying that if you die, something it was not suicide and that somebody did you in. Dude, they just like... Also, who knows in this part of the country at this time if the cops were probably just bought off. That's a good point. Yeah, they could. Yeah, this that's actually that makes so much more sense. Like, oh, he killed himself. And like, like oh, what? yeah, as you can see, this man took his own life. He drove out, drew to where he would die, but not send the yeah. letter and then shoot himself in the back of the head. They're like, yeah, come I remember learning about this in Academy. We it's the <laughs> crushless suicide. <laughs> we see this all the time. <laughs> Always cryptic messages. Yes, classic. 
However, many people, obviously his wife and investigative journalist yeah. Don DeVroe, are certain. It was not suicide. Yeah. It was not suicide. Me too. Me three. Don. Don. And Ruth. Ruth. Bader Ginsburg. What if she was on the case? Things that. solved like that. <laughs> Notorious RBG just coming in. RBG rolls in. She's like, ooh, that ain't suicide. Oh, there it is. Oh, it says Fuente. Fuente. He's like, yeah. She's like, you do this? Fuente, avocado. <laughs> Whatever it was. Ecclesiastes 12. <laughs> Get over here. Anyway. Two days after Morgan's body was found, a woman going by the name of Green Eyes Ooh. called the police department. It's such cool fucking The story is just straight is out wild. of a movie. So basically the police are like, and <laughs> clearly it was murder. So the woman calls the, the cop. She's like, hey, it's me. Green Eyes. Green Eyes. Old Green Eyes. She provided some interesting information on ooh. the recently deceased man. Ah, ooh, ah. She claimed to have met with Morgan in a motel. Classic. Classic spy spot. Shortly before his death, in that he showed her a briefcase containing thousands of dollars in cash. Ooh, somebody got that money. Morgan told her the money was to buy himself More out. bulletproof vests. Buy himself out of a contract the mob had put on his life. Ooh. Green eyes. I'd run away with you. (laughs) She then sang that into the answering machine. That's an old song. The anonymous woman also claimed to be the one who called Ruth and gave her the Bible reference. Why didn't she help her more if she's here to assist, apparently? Dude, it sounds like she did everything she could. She called the wife, was like, hey, last time I saw your husband, he was fine. Uh, (laughs) Bible verse, smell you later. (laughs) Later, bro. Authorities were able to confirm that Morgan had, in fact, stayed at the Westside Motel for over a week before his death. Mm. So that fills in those nine days. Yeah, there's those. Okay, so that's the time. He didn't tell anybody about this. He did the time. He didn't do the crime. Unlike the no, he didn't time. do the crime. He was murdered. <laughs> to add to the mystery of her husband's death, Ruth was visited by two quote-unquote FBI agents three weeks after mm. Morgan's death. The agents who hardly showed their badges, were just like, hey, <laughs> so, so, hey, what's up, here's badge. Hey, so, here's FBI, it. by the way. Stormed into Ruth's home and ransacked everything while searching for something. That sounds like FBI. Yeah, that's what they do. They did not say what they wanted and appear to have not found it. The men eventually left and Ruth, naturally shaken and alarmed by the incident, obviously, yeah. still does not know if the men actually belong to the FBI. I don't think so, Ruth. Doesn't sound like a Ruthie. Ruth. 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 RBG. Baby. Ruth, baby, Ruth. So Don DeVroe, that investigative journalist we uh, yeah. mentioned earlier, contacted the FBI and requested that they release information in the Morgan case under that old, good old Freedom of Information Act. Freedom of Information Act. Freedom of Information Act. How free is your information? You wouldn't download a car. He was denied. <laughs> oh, rip. The FBI claimed to have no idea who Charles Morgan was. What? So those guys aren't FBI agents. So they're not FBI agents, but at the same time, it could be the FBI covering up the fact that he was an undercover agent. The FBI knows who everybody is. We also don't even know if Charles Morgan is his real name, do we? Charles Bruce Anderson. No, I have no idea. <laughs> Charles Bruce Morgan. The Full connections. Circle. The connections. What if this was a, a fiction podcast this whole time? That would be amazing. This is like a, a novel we would be so cool. We would be so smart. 
so sad. Hey, write in if you think we're so smart. If you think we're like a bunch of smart cuties, just write in. <laughs> Email Monday Morning Macabre at cuties.org. <laughs> Charles Morgan did, in fact. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, we had a weird pizza earlier. It, I feel weird I, after that. It's a wonky pizza day. If Charles Morgan did, in fact, work for the government and had been closely watching organized crime families, it is speculated that the odd $2 bill was actually a bunch of coded messages for the FBI. You don't say. Don ended up finding out that Morgan had been heavily involved in money laundering in the early 1970s. By 73, Morgan was using his escrow business to launder large sales of gold and platinum, over a billion dollars. Jesus. Mostly from Southeast Asia. Interestingly, Morgan kept duplicate records of these illegal transactions, hoping that they would help him in the future. Well, you're wrong, Charles. Hey, Chuck, I got Doesn't seem to help you at all. Rip. According to rumor, undercover CIA, CIA agents, people from the Department of Defense, and exiled Vietnamese government officials were also involved. Huh. It is speculated that Morgan was killed because he kept these records. Damn. So the government, they think the government killed him. They think the government did him. Yeah, Dude, honestly. Like, hey, stop. All your downloading. Re- <laughs> yeah, stop downloading. Stop the stop holding on to records that negatively affect us. And he was like, no. And they were like, well, suicide time. He's going to suicide himself. Dude, he had an oopsie whoopsie in the desert. Yep. So succulents were looking too succulent. The cops were like, yep, that's what it is. Close it. Close the case. It was an oopsie whoopsie. So they believe it's the government. That's what Don, Don, Don DeVro, Don the DeMello. investigative. Yeah, that's yeah. what... <laughs> The Tom Morello thanks. Oh, okay. And he's got a PhD. Moreover, Morgan worked with at least one organized crime family who may have killed him if he found out too much. So I guess... This guy was... Okay, he had his fingers in some... Uh, some pots. Some dangerous pots. It sounds like he was like, yeah, I'll help the government and that never seems to work out where yeah. you help the government spy on the mob. Seems yep. like they both end up just trying to kill you. Pretty much. So people believe the mob put a hit on Morgan. Somehow word got out and the hitman informed Morgan that he was going to be killed. Morgan then decided he would buy himself out of the hit by giving the assassin the money in the briefcase he had at the motel. That doesn't sound like a good idea at all. Doesn't sound like it would ever work. No, it sounds like the guy would just shoot you anyway, keep more money. Right, yeah. (laughs) Unless he's some weird, like, honor-bound assassin. Yeah, it's just, like, the uh, Mandalorian or something. I don't... (laughs) And then it says, but when he met with the hitman in the desert, the guy took the money and fucking killed Morgan anyway. Yeah. I don't think you should be making deals with hitmen. Or it sounds like the government or the or mob. the government <laughs> or the mob. Those are my top three. No, If you guys have been tuning in for this long, 40, what, five episodes in at this point? Ooh. Then you should know we are anti-hitman. We're five away from the big 5-0. Yeah, we're going to be turning 50 pretty soon. In dog years, that's like... Thousand. Yeah, like maybe a million. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I can't read or do math. All I know is how to turn on a mic and spit truth. Turn on the microwave and forget who I am for a half an hour. <laughs> hey, brother. That's that good Monday vibe. At the time of his death, Morgan was an involuntary witness for the Arizona General Attorney's Office inquest this involving dude a bank. Dude, this so- guy just... His hobby was getting involved with the worst people in the most <laughs> serious ways. Yeah, he's like, what's the most dangerous uh, place I can put myself? Also, he was a key witness in a secret state investigation on illegal activity Christ. on the Arizona and Mexico border. There's no fucking way the FBI doesn't know who this guy is. Right. He just volunteers in to everything to be in every dangerous position he could possibly be in. It's 
actually nuts. Um, furthermore, one of Morgan's daughters, Megan Heidi, I think that's how you say Heidi, H-E-N-I-E, claims whatever. claims her father knew a lot of secrets about important <laughs> Tucson politicians. Ooh. So this guy was just literally... People t- love to tell this guy secrets. Yeah, well, he's a trustworthy guy, apparently. So, jump forward to May 14th, 1990. 35-year-old Doug Johnston is fatally shot in his car in the parking lot outside of a computer graphics company where he was supposed to work the night shift in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. Tie him in, brother. Authorities. <laughs> guess what authorities thought Authority about Authorities said it was a suicide. Yep. <laughs> However, his family and DeVoe disagree. Not only did Johnston have no gunpowder on either of his hands, but there was no gun at the scene. Jesus Christ. So he shot himself I, and then he threw the gun. Jesus. DeVoe is certain he was killed by a hitman. How is no one else questioning these besides Dude, his immediate family? There must be people seriously greasing the police in yeah, Arizona. You'd think. Um, DeVroe is certain he was killed by a hitman who had been hired to kill DeVroe, not Johnston. So DeVroe thinks oh. he was like, it should have been me. DeVroe had recently worked on the episode of Unsolved Mysteries oh, hey, that up. featured Charles Morgan's death, which aired in February of that year. What year was it? 1990. Oh. He also drove a similar car to Johnston and lived across the street from the parking lot where Johnston had been shot. Poor Fucking Doug Johnston. Damn. Wrong place, wrong time, wrong guy. That sucks. He was 35. And the cops are just like, yeah, he killed himself with a... (laughs) With what? That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's insane. A year later, a fellow investigative reporter, Danny Casalaro. Casalaro? DeVito. DeVito. Casalaro. It's a hyphenated name. (laughs) Danny Casalaro contacted Don DeVroe. He wanted to share the information he had recently discovered about the Morgan case. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, uh, so he definitely, like in the movie, he would have called him. Yeah. And Danny DeVroe would have been like, I don't have time for this. And then the person with the it's phone would be like, the it's Mor- about the yeah. Morgan case. <laughs> yeah. He goes, meet me in I'll the- I'll take it to my <laughs> office. <laughs> and then there's like an Aaron Sorkin style, like yeah. walking down the hallway. DeVroe naturally asked- Casalaro to send him the material. However, before Casalaro was able to do so, oopsie whoopsie. Oh no, he committed suicide. Yeah, the information was apparently had to do concerning the transactions that Morgan had made. Guessing that has to do with the cleaning mm. of the money. Mm. There's some connections going on with these deaths, I would have to say. A cleaning lady had found Casalaro's body in the bathtub of a motel in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Yikes. His wrists had been slashed 12 times with a razor blade. Jesus. A suicide note was found at the scene. To my loved ones, please forgive me, especially my son, and be understanding. God will let me in. A uh, very vague and not personal. Yeah. Other than the son part. Right. Castellar's family refused to accept that he would commit suicide, especially with a razor, as he was deathly afraid of needles and blood. It's like he pulled, they pulled up his Facebook profile, and they're like, okay, he's got a son? Write that down. <laughs> like, that's their... Yeah. Also, 12 times? True. Excessive. To this day, Charles Morgan's death still remains a mystery, and there has been no follow-up. Sadly, his wife, Ruth, passed away in 2006, not knowing the cause of her husband's bizarre death. 
and possibly the secret life that he led. That's crazy. The letter that supposedly contained who was responsible for his death was never found. Wow. That's wild. That was that was an intriguing story. And it's a mystery where you don't feel better at the end of it. Love, live, laugh, love. I don't owe you closure, <laughs> listeners. I'm going to take the entire transcript of this episode, put it over a sunset picture, and then you'll feel good at the end. Oh, yeah, like this. That's what yeah. the author did. She put a sunset she picture. She put a sunset picture. <laughs> That's crazy. Desert's a wild place, man. Yeah, apparently. that It does seem mobby. It but seems, the government's also like a big mob. <laughs> and it's when like in the 70s, it, like that line between the mob and the government was blurry. Yeah, for sure. Yes, but yeah, the time period really also adds credence to like... This, this is like right around the time, you know, about just the start of like Armena, Arkansas story where the CIA and everyone's like running drugs from South yep. America to the Southern United States. It's... Ooh-wee. Fade to the end of the episode. Fade to black. <laughs> so that's soprano style ending. That is a uh, that's good stuff. Thanks, hey, dude. I found I like it that. Uh, again. Cat Lee at medium.com. I've never heard of this case, and that's wild. Big shout out to again listener and author Ryan Benson for Ryan Benson. the uh, point me in the direction of this one. Thank you. Follow our socials. Do it. The socials. Uh, you got mondaymorningmacabre.com. You got mmmacabrepod on Twitter. Mondaymorningmacabre on Instagram. You got you to gotta check out the merch store that should be up and the Patreon. Is the Patreon just going to be Patreon? Just uh, Patreon search Check our socials to be extra sure, but I think it should be... I'm assuming Monday Morning Macabre... Isn't an issue. I'm pretty sure it is. There'll probably be a link from the website. Yeah, there'll be a link on the website. There will be a link in our socials. Patreon.com slash Monday Morning Macabre will most likely work for you. And again, if you uh, if you subscribe to Patreon, you'll get some extra little bonus tent. Some bonus tent. We talk some, we do some movie review. We do a little like creepy pasta talk. A little talk, creepy, a little nasty. Creepy, some, some horror adjacent stuff. We'll do a, you know, a normal Monday Morning Macabre episode here and there. We're throwing it all in and uh, all in the pot some video content might be coming down the pipeline ooh visuals visuals ooh ah you can see what scones and Darcy look like sorry like you know (laughs) when you really like a band and then you see a music video and you're like I don't like this band as much (laughs) that's what it's gonna be like like. (laughs) the image in your head is like when I saw Smash Mouth's lead singer I threw up in my mouth (laughs) that's what I'm trying to say that's what we're trying to bring you (laughs) so keep an eye out for that and if nothing else Have a good Monday. Have a great Monday. Bye. Bye.